Worldview Radio and WVW-TV is made possible because of listeners like you. Thank you so much for your tax-deductible contribution that you can make at wvwfoundation.com. That's wvwfoundation.com or by calling 901-825-0652. That's 901-825-0652. You can also send your tax-deductible contribution via check. To WVW Foundation, P.O. Box 1690, Collierville, Tennessee 38027. That's again, WVW Foundation, P.O. Box 1690, Collierville, Tennessee 38027. Thank you for helping make possible Worldview Radio and WVW-TV broadcasts. Spiritual values, moral issues, government, economy, education, work, responsibility. What we think about these depends on our worldview. Now, VCY America presents Worldview Weekend Radio with Brannon House. I'm glad you are with us. I hope you're all hearing us today. Uh, Dalton, are all the radio stations up and running today? Are we? Are we? Yes. Uh, we are up. All right. Are you guys? You guys realize what may have just taken place? Something that we've been warning about for several years. But, of course, when do we not start a show with that? Right, Dalton? We've been telling you for years. <laughs> Maybe we should just set a recording of me saying that, okay? But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what we do, folks. We track trends and we track national security issues and we track dangers. Uh, and, yes, this is one of them we were warning about for years and years. And that is a solar storm. Uh, here is a, a TV show. I might play a little bit of it today, but Dr. Uh, David David Pine will be with us. He is now the executive vice chair of the EMP task force that deals with this. But here is the founder of this task force, the late Dr. Peter Pry, who did his TV show from this studio. And I was honored to produce his TV show and his weekly radio show every Monday morning. And this is from August of 2021. That's when we posted it. I don't know when we would have filmed it sometime in, in August. But this is... Um, when we posted it, now, Dr. Pry passed away in August of 2022, but this entire um, TV show is on solar storms, solar storms. And that's apparently what just happened here in America. If you guys go to worldviewreport.com, worldviewreport.com, you'll find multiple stories on this. Now, were your phones out this morning? Mine were. My wife, my wife of 33 years as of yesterday awoke me up as she does every morning unless i get awakened with a phone call in some other intrusive way uh normally i wake up to the sound of my wife's beautiful voice uh saying good morning and handing me a hot cup of coffee and uh, then then three dogs jump on the bed to say hello as well so i get greeted by four four loved ones every morning when i go get up and so this morning was no different uh and she said uh your phone's not working and I said, really, did someone forget to pay the bill? No, wait a minute. That's me. I paid the bill. <laughs> She's like, did you pay the bill? <laughs> she said, I, I did tell her, look, I paid the bill. <laughs> it's not my fault. So um, I said, something else must be going on. And so um, sure enough, I, I checked and this was going on all over the country. There were headlines about it. And 
So a lot of you are figuring out what it's like to not have communication. How's that feel? Well, let me tell you something, folks. I believe we just got a, a real blessing. I think what just happened is a real blessing because a lot of people don't want to listen to the watchmen on the wall. They're, they're busy playing and, they, and, and being entertained and about their life. And sometimes they're just busy working and providing for life, not just playing. They're doing the essentials of life, right? But sometimes someone needs to interrupt us in the midst of what we're doing, even as important as it may be, and say, there's something you might want to know about, okay? And so we've tried doing that with Dr. Pry and, and with uh, David Pine and others. And people just kind of like, mm, that's like a one in a gabillion chance. Uh, and here we are. Looks like a solar flare. Now, if you go online and you look up on like YouTube and places, type in solar flares, you know what you'll find? Because I did it. What you'll find are videos of people telling you that 2024 was likely going to be a very active year for solar flares. Now, apparently there are patterns, and I, I guess I'm not the expert on this. We'll ask David, but apparently some of these solar flares run in five-year cycles. So apparently they're able to kind of know what's going on. Did you know there are whole YouTube channels that are dedicated to tracking solar flares? Some of these guys sound very energetic about their job. Uh, they're pretty excited this morning, folks. They are very excited. Uh, this is kind of like folks that do other jobs and no one wants to pay attention to them. Now, all of a sudden, the spotlight is on these guys who, you know, are, well, many of them scientist types and researchers and, and dare we say, some of them just uh, scientific nerds that are having a great time right now because they, they've been running videos and graphics telling you all about the possibility of solar flare. And I was watching some of their videos today. Some of them seem very excited about what's happening. So they're doing the old, I told you so. So go back and search on YouTube. You'll find people warning, hey, 2024 could be an active year for solar flares. Well, what's so ironic is last night I was, I was uh, able to give and uh, uh, honored to give a presentation of, before I went on live television, I was able to give a presentation to an HOA. This is an HOA that ha in the Mid-South that has about probably 500 or so homes uh, in their neighborhood, a middle to upper class neighborhood, and everything from doctors to pilots. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a typical cross-the-board type neighborhood. And they're concerned about a crash in the power grid or a cyber hacking or any of the any of the things that are now being warned about. And I have to tell you, nobody pushed back every. In fact, people on the board added to the conversation. Yes, there are terror cells here in the country. The borders are open. Why are they doing this? Yes, CCP people are here and Islamists are here and no pushback. But, you know, of course, it helps when you can say, even though I'm not a fan of him. Yeah, FBI Director Christopher Ray says, oh, all the red lights are flashing for a terrorist attack. Well, that usually includes critical infrastructure. And then he says the other day, uh, we've got the p potential of cyber hacking on our grid. This makes our job so much easier, right? And to explain to them that there's a way to do this without upsetting your whole neighborhood, scaring everybody to death, but you can use these very documented stories by People like the FBI director, although I think he doesn't have the credibility of a June bug, but you could use his uh, supposed credibility to say, look, this is not crazy talk. Here's some basic things. Well, at the end of the little presentation, the HOA, <clears throat> I heard back from 
the president of that HOA today and said, you know, we think we should probably do some of the things you're suggesting, get medical bags, medical kits. We think it wouldn't be a bad idea either to uh, put in a big, gigantic Generac at the uh, clubhouse. So, as you said, you at least have one place with electricity, heat, power, hopefully, uh, to, uh, if you, of course, you, if it's a cyber attack, you're, you don't have to worry about EMP on that Generac. But if you need to harden it, hopefully you can do that and at least have power to charge devices or if someone in the neighborhood needs oxygen or other health things. Uh, if you have some people in the neighborhood that have insulin and needs to stay refrigerated, uh, you know, your clubhouse has some of these things. And I thought how ironic that that was last night and then today this happens. Now, as you're about to hear from David Pine, this is a very mild disruption. My phone, I got my first phone call this morning, uh, which normally by now is wrong 100 times. I've gotten my first phone call just about 25 minutes ago. So first came back the ability to text, then came back the ability to take a phone call and then make a phone call. But guess what? Life goes on. No big deal. No big deal. But really, I think it's a blessing because now people can realize this is not a joke. And it doesn't have to just be uh, enemies coming after us. It could just be a natural phenomenon, something that happened back also in 1989 in Canada in the 1850s with the telegraph wires and much more. So if you go to worldviewreport.com, you'll see a lot of articles today on this, how a strong solar flare could be impacting our phones. Sun releases two strong flares, leave the world behind trending. <laughs> leave the world, that movie by Obama, leave the world behind trending amid nationwide cellular outages. Powerful twin solar flares erupt the sun as cell phone outages spike across US. Powerful solar flare causes radio blackout over Western U.S. These are just some of the headlines I've linked for you over at worldviewreport.com. Joining me now is the executive vice president of the EMP task force. He's been promoted. Congratulations on that, David. You were just with us last night, David. Didn't know you'd be back so soon. Thank you for joining us on TV and these 67 Christian stations across America. Great to be on again. Thanks, Brandon. So what do you make of this, David? I think it's good news in one sense, don't you? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been saying for for many years that it's it, it really is going to take um, you know something really substantial, like a you know a regional EMP attack, a, a super solar storm that's more powerful than the one we saw um, hit Canada and the Northeast uh, back in 1989. Uh, that really you know essentially creates a, a disaster, a regional disaster that uh, the U.S. has to respond to, and then. Uh, you know, the, the, the citizens that are, are affected can, um, you know, can testify what the effects uh, of uh, such an EMP type event uh, would be or, or were. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I think this is uh, it, it's a little bit too minor to really get uh, everyone's attention. But it's, uh, you know, it's definitely a step in the right direction, I guess. Well, and that's too sad. Uh, it's a little maybe too minor to get everyone's attention. But uh, but of course, um I know some of my friends today gave me the opportunity to tell them they they didn't know they're like I just we just know it's down and I said yeah I think it's a solar flare they're like what 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 do you mean what do you mean tell me about that I want to know about that they'd never even heard of such a possibility isn't that interesting David with all the uh, books documentaries uh, History Channel National Geographic uh, all the different documentaries that have been done on this uh, yet so few people know that this is even a thing. 
Yeah, I mean, as as we've uh, discussed previously in, on prior shows, uh, this is a, a tremendous dereliction of duty on the part of uh, our U.S. leaders and uh, policymakers uh, that they haven't educated the American public about the clear and present danger of, uh, of EMP attack, of uh, super geomagnetic storms. Um, you know, as we've we've discussed, uh, it's not a question of of uh, if but when. You know, this is uh, inevitable. Uh, you mentioned earlier in the show that. Um, you know, the, uh, the sun has, uh, you know, solar cycles, uh, and, uh, we are in the midst of, uh, you know, kind of, uh, uh the most temperamental, I guess, uh, solar, solar cycle, or part of the solar cycle, uh, which occurs every 10 to 12 years, uh, began, uh, late last year, and it's continuing into early this year. So we are, uh, we are under a, uh, you know, tremendous threat, uh, not only from, uh, our enemies, uh, you know, Russia, uh, North Korea and Iran, possibly even, uh, you know, China with, uh, super EMP satellites that have uh, just been reported by CNN, uh, that are either, uh, in orbit over the U.S. or preparing to launch, uh, perhaps even to be tested, uh, as, uh, the Biden administration has been warning our allies about, uh, trying to dissuade the Russians from doing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is a clarion call for, uh, uh for U.S. leaders, especially in Congress, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, fund grid hardening, uh, hardening of uh, America's electrical power grid, because these are, you know, this is a preventable, uh, preventable apocalypse, essentially. We're, we're faced with a potential EMP apocalypse that, that will occur, could occur, uh, you know, not only in our lifetimes, it could occur, you know, later this year, uh, next year. So it's, it could be imminent. We don't know when it's going to strike. Uh, it could be our enemies. It could be the sun. It turns out to be uh, you know, devastate the planet, or it could be our enemies that uh, destroy the U.S. and part of North America. Uh, but regardless, we have to take immediate action to uh, to fund fund grid hardening efforts uh, to protect our our population against this existential threat, which the Congressional EMP um, Commission has warned could cost the lives of up to ninety percent of American uh, the American population, which is about two hundred seventy five million. So uh, essentially, a, a genocidal event. Excellent. Uh, report there from you, David. And as always, we we thank you for being on top of this. Let me go to that break. And when I come back, I want to play some audio from our mutual friend, the late Dr. Peter Vincent Pry, talking about solar storms. My friends, he produced a whole 30-minute television show from this very news desk on what we just got a little taste of. Now, we'll check and see, is this going to be a trend going through the rest of 2024? Because some of the guys on... Uh, uh, social media or on Facebook, I should say actually YouTube. I'll play a couple of videos because some of them are tracking this and they seem to think that we're in a cycle right now and that this is going to be a thing going through 2024. We'll ask David Pine what he thinks of the EMP task force. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Joining me now is Melissa House. She called me today and she told me something and I said, you have got to tell the audience this. They need to hear this. It's really good news for those of you that, well, are taking Bella Grace. What happened today? Well, I went to my hairdresser and I had not told her um, about this product that I've been taking. And when she was blow drying my hair, she said, you, I just noticed when I was parting your hair and fixing it that you have a bunch of new hair growth and a lot of, you know, short hairs that are more curly than normal. And I've been going to this lady for probably 13 years and she's never said that to me and I had noticed it but for the fact that she the fact that she noticed it was I had to call Bran right away and tell him 
Well, I guess the collagen has definitely helped me grow my hair. But we had heard that one of the things this would do... Well, collagen will grow your hair. Grow your hair. Collagen Mm -hmm. supposedly grows your hair. Right. You said you've never had this before. I just, I don't... But that's not the only thing that I... It's just given me a lot more energy and really helped my hip feel better. Your sciatic nerve. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been taking it twice a day. It has three key ingredients. We've been telling you about collagen, which mm-hmm. all guys need collagen too. Then it mm-hmm. also has cat's claw, which is a very powerful uh, anti-inflammatory, which is probably why it's helping your sciatic nerve. Yeah, sciatic nerve, definitely. Which Dr. Mark Miller talked to us, the formulator of this for 30 years, talked to us about that the other day. Third thing you have is the Astoreal AstraZenefin. Good job. Is that pretty good? That's good. I've been practicing. Mm-hmm. And that got the tell. Cognitive Award in 2022. So, <laughs> and that... That that crosses blood brain barrier and gets into the gut. Right. Whereas so a lot of the you collagen absorb... you're you're flushing down the toilet about ninety five percent. This you're mm-hmm. absorbing according to studies. You're absorbing ninety five percent. There you go. All right. If you want more information, it's on the website. Again, it's it's set up under her name so they can track it and give credit back to our organization. We've explained to you the way we bring you these free shows is either through our foundation supporting that or through supporting our sponsors. MelissaHouse.BellaGraceGlobal.com. The testimonials are there, including the 80 clinical trials are there as well. MelissaHouse.BellaGraceGlobal.com. All right, welcome back. Glad you're with us. Worldview Radio, website, worldviewradio.com, worldviewradio.com. Uh, don't you love the graphics? Logan does a great job with those gra- lower third graphics for television. Uh, for those listening by radio, it's, it's just a little graphic he throws up of uh, Worldview Radio, but it's, it's great. It's fun to watch these kids develop and grow in their TV ability and uh, skill set, and it's, it's pretty impressive. I don't know how they do it um i used to do all of this by myself as a one-man show do you guys remember that so i knew how to do all that at, at, back in the day but not on the equipment they use today i couldn't even turn on the equipment they use today which literally fills up two rooms now uh joining me again is david pine and don't forget we are on the vcy america radio network folks crosstalk comes up at the top of the hour uh if you'd like to listen to what is the original christian talk program from since the 1970s uh, you can do that by going, uh, well, first of all, if you're on these terrestrial stations, stay on them, and it'll come on automatically, uh, unless there's a solar flare. Uh, but otherwise, you can go to vcyamerica.org, vcyamerica.org. Uh, David, uh, Dr. Pry, right from this news desk, did a whole 30-plus minutes. He did more than this, but this is just one 30-minute show he did on solar flares. Uh, we posted this back in August of 2021, which was actually a year to the month that he passed away he passed away in august of 2022 uh and this was august of 2021 that we posted this i want i want you to listen to this and and then please respond here's here's the late dr peter vincent pry in fires from telegraph stations and forest fires from telegraph lines bursting into flames on several continents natural emp from the carrington event penetrated miles deep into the atlantic ocean and may have destroyed the just-laid intercontinental telegraph cable that later stopped working and had to be replaced. It took years to replace it. I don't think it was repaired until a decade later in 1869. Fortunately, in the horse and buggy days of 1859, civilization did not depend upon electrical systems. Recurrence of a Carrington event today would collapse electric grids and critical infrastructures all over the planet, putting at risk the lives of billions. Scientists estimate that geomagnetic superstorms occur about once every 100, 100 to 150 years. 
the Earth is probably overdue to encounter another Carrington event. NASA, in a July 23, 2014 report, near-missed the solar superstorm of July 2012, and that's available online, it's unclassified, near miss the solar superstorm of July 2012, published by NASA. It warns that two years earlier, on July 23, 2012, a powerful solar storm, technically a coronal mass ejection or, uh, or CME, narrowly missed the Earth. According to NASA, it would have generated geomagnetic a geomagnetic superstorm like the 1859 Carrington event and collapsed electric grids and life-sustaining critical infrastructures worldwide. And I'm quoting from the report now, if an asteroid big enough to knock Western civilization back to uh, the 19th century appeared out of deep space and buzzed the Earth-Moon system, the near mist would be instant worldwide headline news. Two years ago, Earth experienced a close strike just as perilous, but most newspapers didn't mention it. The impact was an extreme solar storm, the most powerful in as much as 150 years. If it had hit, we would still be picking up the pieces. Uh, this, according to Daniel Baker, uh, an expert on solar storms from the University of Colorado. I'm quoting Baker here. I have come away from our recent studies more convinced than ever that Earth and its inhabitants were incredibly fortunate that the 2012 eruption happened when it did. If the eruption had occurred only in a week earlier, Earth would have been in the line of fire, end quote. <clears throat> Here's another quote from, uh, from NASA. Analysts believe that a direct hit by an extreme coronal mass ejection, su such as the one that missed Earth in July 2012, could cause widespread power blackouts, disabling everything that plugs into a wire socket. Most people would not even be able to flush their toilet because urban water supplies largely depend upon electric pumps. <clears throat> One of the uh, consequences of this could be that multi-ton transformers would be damaged by such a, uh, a storm and it would take years to repair. In February 2014, physicist Pete Riley of Predictive Science, Inc. published a paper in space, space Weather entitled On the Probability of Occurrence of Extreme Space Weather Events. He cal calculated the odds that a Carrington-class storm would hit Earth in the next 10 years as 12%, 12% per decade. And NASA agrees with that. The National Intelligence Council, that speaks for the entire U.S. intelligence community, published a major unclassified report in December 2012 titled Global Trends 2030. This is an unclassified report from the intelligence community that is available online. And it warns that a geomagnetic superstorm, like the recurrence of the 1859 Carrington event, is one of only eight black swans that could, by or before the year 2030, change the course of global civilization. The National Intelligence Council concurs with the consensus view that another Carrington event could recur at any time, possibly before 2030. If it did, electric grids and critical infrastructures that support modern civilization could collapse worldwide. And we'll we just pick it up right there. Uh, there's a lot more to that, but wowza, there's, there he is. And again, most people are completely oblivious to what he's talking about 
but I think we're going to catch the attention of some. And as you said earlier in the broadcast, perhaps the um, event today was too small to catch the attention of most. You know, I turned on Fox News just to see, you know, what they were talking about. Uh, they were busy talking about artificial intelligence making George Washington black. You know, I really, I really don't care. I, I really could care less. Um, what do I care, right? I mean, that's so silly. And then they wanted to talk about Joe Biden's dog, Commander, uh, biting uh, 24 times, biting, uh, and some of them pretty serious bites of Secret Service. That, of course, is an interesting topic, but it really doesn't impact your life and my life at all. Zero. Um, uh, it's just the silliness of what I was watching on Fox News. And I'm thinking, why would they not be doing what I'm about to do? interviewing David Pine and explaining to the American people, you just got a wake-up call. You just got a blessing today. You just don't know it. Let me tell you why your phones aren't working and what this really could mean. Because next time it won't be able, it won't be that you can't text or call someone. It may be the whole grid's down. And you better hope you got your food all stocked up and ready to go because in a few hours your food's going to be no good in the fridge. And if you didn't go shopping, uh, where are you going to get your next meal from? And then if that goes on for a few days, what do you think is going to happen? And uh, the people at the HOA meeting I briefed last night said, we know if the grid goes down for three, four, five days, it's not going to be long before folks in the city are pouring into the suburbs. Um, so um, I, I was just stunned at the juvenile broadcasting on Fox News this morning. Yeah, it's really a shame that they don't uh, they don't uh, interview uh, someone from our task force. You know, in the past, uh, Peter Pry, of course, was uh, in high demand on a number of Fox shows uh, uh, that he was interviewed on. So including John Hannity uh, was just, I think, in 2021. So uh, maybe we need to do a little, little bit more media blitz to try to try to help uh, remedy that. But uh yeah, thanks to you, we we do have a voice. So we have a voice uh, that's uh, expanding with uh, you and other patriots that are uh, concerned about this uh, existential threat to America. I mean, it threatens our, our very existence as a nation, as uh, Dr. Price so eloquently stated. Now, I will say that, you know, he, uh, while he's correct in stating that uh, this would be a global uh, catastrophic event, um, it does make a difference that Russia, China, North Korea, uh, uh, probably Iran uh, and uh, even countries like South Africa have already hardened their grid. So uh, they wouldn't collapse as a country. They, their countries would continue, likely continue to exist, obviously with, uh, you know, serious damage, uh, but repairable damage. Uh, you know, ours, uh, especially in Russia, Russia is, uh, they've, they've really prepared. They've gone out all out to prepare for exactly this kind of event. Uh, they, of course, believe uh you know, Russian uh, political and military leaders believe that uh, nuclear wars uh, are winnable. They believe that they can be fought and won by the side that prepares for it uh, uh, the best. And, and without a doubt, they prepared for it more than any other country on the earth. But uh, in terms of the U.S., uh, yeah, we would uh, we would be devastated uh, and it would have the uh, much the same effect as a super EMP attack, uh, perhaps not quite as severe. But uh, in terms of uh, uh, loss of life, it would be very similar. And this happened in Canada in 1989. Is that correct? It is. In fact, I think I... There's have, one... I'm sorry. I don't sugar. want to play that. I, I was going to cue that up to play. Uh, I think uh, I may have a um, little grid uh, or a little video to play on that But uh, here in a second. But what, what, what happened? Can you tell our audience what happened in 1989? Yeah, it was a, it was a G5 event. You know, uh, so the U.S. has uh, classed... Um, 
has various classifications for solar flares. Uh, I think C is the lowest, M is uh, medium, and X is the largest. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, solar flares don't always hit the Earth, as was just discussed. So there was a massive X-class uh, solar flare in 2012 that would have been a, a, essentially a world-ending event, not an extinction-level event, but it, in terms of civiliz it would have been a civilization-ending event. And that's only because, uh, as Dr. Price said, the Earth had turned. If it had happened a day or two earlier, we would have been in a direct hit? That's right. Yeah. Uh, the, the NASA article he quoted from stated it was uh, if it had been a week earlier, we would have been in the direct path in terms of our orbit of, uh, of the solar, uh, the super solar flare that would have been a, a Carrington style event. So, um, you know, this is a it's it's a huge risk. And, uh, you know, really, we're our country is naked against the EMP attack. We're, we're completely defenseless, not only against uh, super EMP attack, uh, super geomagnetic storms, uh, but also a uh, nuclear missile attack. Uh, but in further answer to your question, um, that NASA has classed uh, different storms uh, between uh, G1 to G5, G5, of course, being the worst uh, in terms of the threat level to the United States. And I believe that was on the lower end of a G5 scale. So it wasn't, you can have a G5 uh, super geomagnetic storm that doesn't isn't a catastrophic event, but still does uh, significant temporary damage, and I think that was that was what we saw back in 1989. Here, here's a, actually a news a news alert on that topic. Here we go. What happened again early this morning? Six million people across Quebec woke up to darkness and disbelief. For the second time in less than a year, the entire province had been hit by a power failure. People in Hydro Quebec are not positive, but they think the blackout was caused by the sun. Most Quebecers, though, are blaming it on down-to-earth incompetence. Paul Workman reports. By the dawn's early light, Quebec was still fumbling in the dark, caught in the middle of yet another province-wide power failure. I want to I, I point out to our listening friends, uh, gas at that point was looked like 52 cents a gallon, just FYI. <laughs> it caused a rush hour on the roads, even some minor electrical fires under the roads and for a while left thousands of people powerless to go to work. Well, I think it's something a little bit ridiculous right now. If you want full services and full money every month, then why don't you provide us with full services on a more regular basis? Hydro-Quebec officials say they know how it happened, they're just not sure why. There was a sudden power surge in northern Quebec, just a fraction of a second. And then, like a big circuit breaker, the whole system shut down. They don't know, but they suspect it may have something to do with solar flares. Over the last week, scientists have recorded some of the largest flares this century. They send... All right, we'll hold it right there. Come back with more, uh, some more video as well. In fact, folks, if you go online, you can actually find what are reported to be videos of the actual two solar flares. I'll ask Dr. Pine. I don't know if it's Dr. Pine, but I feel like it should be. Do you, do you guys join me in that? I'll ask Do, uh, David Pine about that. Uh, you know, these cameras, these satellites that are looking at the surface of the sun. I want to ask him about that because, again, there are folks online who are reportedly showing some of these bursts. We'll talk about that and get ready to open up the phone lines for your phone calls. Don't go away. We have slashed 
the shipping cost on our freeze-dried food at wvwtvstore.com. Hello, I'm Brandon House. And for this month of January and February, we are slashing our shipping by half, half the cost gone. We're saving you half the price you would normally pay for shipping this heavy freeze-dried food. But this is for a limited time only at wvwtvstore.com. Here we are in January of 2024. I think it's going to be a bumpy ride as we go into the election in the fall of 2024, not to mention the threat of World War III, China going after Taiwan, all the military-age males that have poured over our border from Islamic nations and the CCP. Folks, do you have your preparations in order. Even the mainstream media like CBS Face the Nations talking about a black swan event, a major national security black swan event in 2024. There's the talk of the power grid going down. Even the irresponsible FBI director told Congress that all the lights are flashing red for a terrorist attack. Well, it might be predictive programming and they may cause it to happen or allow it to happen. But reality is, If it happens, you want to make sure you're prepared. I took about three days during the Christmas break to get more organized. I've been prepping since 2013, but I had some prepping gear in one closet and another in another closet. I got organized, got it all put together in the right places. I know where everything is, and then I even added to it and updated. Well, here's your chance to update your emergency supplies by going to wvwtvstore.com for the month of January and February as we have slashed shipping of our freeze-dried food in half. So that'll save some of you several hundred dollars. But you need to take action now while we have the supplies and while you can save half on the normal shipping price. WVWTVstore.com, WVWTVstore.com, or 901-468-9357, 901-468-9357. Again, you can place your order over the phone if you prefer, 901-468-9357. Or for greatest of ease, just go right online, wvwtvstore.com, and get it while it lasts and half off the shipping cost. Thank you. All right, let me go back to that uh, clip from Canada because this is kind of interesting on how fast this hit the earth. And maybe that's another question for David. I mean, these th- these these solar flares come off the sun... Do they get here that fast? Because uh, that seems to be what folks are implying, unless I'm misunderstanding something. Listen to this clip coming from 1989, March 13th, 1989, on the solar flare that caused the blackout in Quebec. They send out a magnetic shower, which can interfere with transmission lines back on Earth, especially those at high latitudes. We had a very large flare last Friday. That's almost certainly the cause of the geomagnetic storm, which started within a minute of the time that Quebec Hydro went out. So the- okay, so within a minute. Okay, David, that, that to me caught my attention because how, how fast do these effects from the sun get to the earth? That, is it really that quick? Um, it, it can be very quick. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware it was, it was that fast. Um, I thought it was uh, more in the order of less than an hour, but uh, I'll have to double check on that. Yeah, because that, that seems kind of interesting to me that it would happen that quickly. All right. Now, if folks go online, they'll find people that are claiming that they're showing video footage of the sun releasing these flares. Can you tell us about that? Is this is this real footage or is this uh, AI or computer generated? Can you tell me? 
Well, I did. I did look at it, uh, the footage you sent me, but I, I haven't. Wasn't able to. I, I didn't bother to really, you know, try to analyze whether it was computer generated or not. So I'm afraid I can't confirm that either way. Okay, because again, a lot of them are showing the same footage, which makes me wonder. You know, who who is watching the sun with a telescope and recording like this? Because it, it it appears as though someone might be, some government agency might be. Here's a little bit of a report. The the guys that do this on do you guys know folks there's there's youtube pages that are dedicated to watching solar flares all right these guys would be uh i'm sure very interesting to take to dinner and talk to right <laughs> but they are having a very good day right now here's one of them good morning folks we are sun focused here today twin x-class solar flares erupted at the northern sunspots as the group gained magnetic complexity after central development we'll hit two quick science articles as well but we are starting with the last 24 hours on our star You'll see two flashes at the northern group and two other eruptions as well, one from the bottom left at the limb and the other a plasma filament towards the departing limb on the right. We're going to take a better look at all of them here. We're going to start with the X-ray flux chart, which shows the two big flaring events as the spikes into X-class range on the right. They both erupted from that northern sunspot group. There was also a longer duration M-class flare near the bottom solar crown. Luckily. The X-class events were relatively impulsive and they did not create coronal mass ejections. Those northern sunspots gained a bit of magnetic complexity near the front central region of the sunspots and began after a plasma release near the leading umbra that began destabilizing the umbral magnetic fields within the active region, which then ended up triggering the flares. You can see how the flash erupted towards the leading half of the sunspot region. Now, while neither of those events created CMEs, they both ionized the ionosphere and caused radio blackouts in the area affected. First one hit the central and west Pacific region, while the second one was centered on the Indian Ocean. We'll keep monitoring that sunspot group today for more eruptive activity. All right. Any thoughts on that, David, before I go to my next question? Yeah, I mean, uh, so in, in answer to your question, uh, NASA has employed solar telescopes for, for some time so that uh, there is actual scientists and telescopes that uh, only look at the sun. And the, those uh, images uh, appear to be uh, actual footage from uh, solar telescopes. So I, I don't think they're computer generated. Yeah, I, I didn't think they were either from the, because they're, they're being talked about all across the, uh, uh, you know, YouTube channels where these guys are pretty serious. They they look like this is what they're used to doing. Like a meteorologist, they study the sun, and they're very, very, as you can tell, uh, intelligent-sounding individuals that seem to know that this is an actual event you're watching unfold. Here's another one of them. Here's another one of these reports. Hey, what's going on there, folks? Welcome back here. A uh, really quick update video on another large flare coming in on the solar weather department right now same sunspot area seeing a similar x flare here within the last couple minutes looks like this has peaked out here as an x 1.7 that uh you know pretty much matches up our previous x flare that we've seen here uh, from the same same sunspot earlier in the day today so this is the second largest or a second large x flare here in the last 24 hours goodness from 3590 and uh, no doubt this area is seeing quite the growth and complexity take place here. Look at that. Quite a bit of development going on here within this area of 3590. So we'll continue to watch that as it continues to grow and uh, throw off X flares in our direction. Now this looks like it's a uh, fairly impulsive event. 
uh, in terms of not uh, being associated with the CME. Notice that really sharp rise and then drop uh, quickly thereafter. Now, if this had been a an explosive event, uh, this would linger out for a, quite a while. Uh, but this dropped down quite nicely here. But either way, uh, with this type of activity, there's no doubt we could see uh, maybe even something above this X flare level that we've seen here today. Wow. So, again, I keep getting that from some of these reports uh, that I went and found today, that, that this may be something that is not a one-off. In fact, I found videos that were over a month old, people saying, hey, 2020, some, some of these same kind of guys right here, that 2024 could be a big solar year. Some of them talked about a pattern of five years. Um, again, that I, I, I learned something every day. You know, a lot of times people ask me, how is it you know so much? I'm like, I don't know so much. I just know a little about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is I one guess, reason why, uh, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, do we yeah. have five-year cycles? I didn't. I guess I'd never heard that till today. Uh, I think traditionally they've been measured more in decades. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, once per decade. So, uh, actually, I haven't heard uh, five-year cycle mentioned until until today. Uh, but maybe maybe uh, you know NASA has kind of updated the science behind uh, solar cycles. Uh, but typically, it's around once a decade, um, you know, in terms of when uh, when the sun goes from kind of uh, a low risk of su uh, super geomagnetic magnetic storms to a high risk. And as, as I mentioned, uh, late last year and this year, uh, we are in the high risk. Uh, so uh, that's going to make things a little a little scary, because uh, if we get into a you know potential hot war situation where, you know, China blockades uh, Taiwan and then we have. You know, maybe we're kind of in a protracted crisis where we don't know what to do. And then there's a, a super solar storm and, and uh, you know, our electronics go down or, or China's or Russia's go down uh, partially. Then uh, we might interpret that as an enemy attack. You know, there's so many different ways mm. that we wow. our power can go down. Cyber, uh, super EMP, uh, super geomagnetic storms, even, uh, you know, uh, smaller scale events. You know, stratospheric balloons could use... Uh, uh, you know, regional EMPs to, to take out our grid uh, as well. I, I want to touch on that last one real quick, David. Uh, let me go ahead and give the phone number. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions, folks. 1-800-347-9829. 1-800-347-9829. David Pine is with us. He's the executive vice president for the EMP task force. His substack is D and then, which stands for David, obviously, but Pine, it's spelled P-Y-N-E. D Pine, D-P-Y-N-E dot substack dot com for his articles on many of these topics uh, and more dpine dot substack dot com you can also visit emp task force dot us david uh we'll take some calls here 1-800-347-9829 last night as you were on my broadcast and again we had no idea we'd have you back on so quickly today it's great having a rolodex of experts like yourself to call when any of a number of things unfold the next morning and here you are because you and I were talking last night about that Chinese spy balloon that came floating over the U.S. for a week or so. And you mentioned something last night that really caught my attention. Uh, I'm sure we talked about it before, but in the uh, deluge of uh, information I obtain on a daily basis from all these incredible guys I get to interview, you reminded me, or I just heard for the first time, that that balloon could have had and was capable of holding a nuclear payload. It did not have one, but it could have had one, which could have been used for an EMP. I know going back to maybe 2018, we have on our website an article by Peter Pry talking about an, 
DMP attack on America using these kind of balloons. So we have reported on that thanks to Dr. Pry's articles that we were carrying. But you said that balloon had more than enough lift to carry a nuclear weapon on board. It didn't have one, but we didn't know that. We didn't know that. And to think that it's set up there going across the U.S. for a week. Now, if they put another one, how do we know next time it won't have one and would be designed to hit part of our nuclear triad? Well, we don't have any any good way of determining uh, whether uh, whether it would have a nuclear payload. Um, we would we would have a good way. You know, uh, we have uh, nuclear sniffer aircraft that are able to, uh, you know, if deployed over the U.S., could uh, detect, uh, you know, nuclear detonations, uh, nuclear radioactivity from a bomb, potentially if they fly at the correct height. Um, uh, but uh, in terms of, uh, you know, a. a uh, stratospheric balloon that's, uh, you know, this in this case, it was 11 miles above the U.S. Um, they can go up to 30 miles, according to my research. Um, they, uh, you know, they have two, a 2,000-pound uh, lift, you know, the ability, the same the same uh, payload capacity as a light, uh, a light bomber or attack aircraft in World War II. So uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff you can pack into 2,000 uh, pounds. Uh, in fact, there were pictures uh, at the time, back in February of last year, of uh, Chinese stratospheric balloons uh, being tested uh, uh, with essentially what appeared to be three um, hypersonic uh, missile warheads. Essentially, you know, three hypersonic nuclear warheads uh, with uh, sufficient propulsion to uh, to reach their targets uh, from, uh, you know, at, at an impact range around the balloon. So. That is a, a very real possibility. It's also possible they could have a single warhead, which was a, uh, you know would be a super EMP warhead. Uh, as the task force report uh, recently uh, disclosed, um, they could they could detonate super EMPs, uh, stratospheric balloons um, all along the coast, uh, our coastlines, both in the uh, Pacific and Atlantic, without it even penetrating U.S. airspace, and it could take out uh, most of our coastal bases and and even uh, turn out the lights in Washington, D.C. Mm. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Jason, line two. Jason from Minnesota, you're on with David Pine of the EMP Task Force. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, question on vulnerability. Say if you got a 50-year-old car, would an EMP or solar flare possibly take out all of the electrical or ignition system on that, or is that fairly safe as compared to a modern car that's, Operated. I'm not an expert, but I can probably tell you you're going to have a lot better chance of that thing starting than one of the new ones that has literally computers right. all over it. What do you say, David? I would say you'd be very safe that, that a car uh, that old would work. Uh, the traditional rule of thumb among EMP experts has been if it's before, built before 1980, you know, with catalytic converters and, and uh, computer chips, uh, then it's uh, likely to ride out uh, any kind of EMP event, uh, whether it's uh, a super EMP attack or a a super geomagnetic storm. Mm -hmm. And I will say that, uh, you know, the greater threat to cars is from a super EMP attack uh, because that, that uh, you know, the power of, uh, you know, the voltage level is more intense than a, than a super geomagnetic storm. And so your, your cars are more likely to be taken out. But yeah, uh, general rule of thumb, the older the car is, the safer it is. Uh, honey, my, my guest, David, who is an expert, says that I need to go and buy that old convertible jalopy that uh, you said I didn't need, but 
for the safety of the family, David says we need to buy it so we can get out of the city and into the country should there be an EMP attack. I think that's what I just heard some guys turning and saying to their wife. So there you go, David Pine gives you a chance to go buy that old convertible pre-1980, maybe something from the 50s and 60s that looks really cool and will start in case of an EMP. There you go, guys. Try that one with the wife. See if that gets you anywhere. We'll be right back with more of your calls, 1-800-347-9829. What would you do if your local pharmacy shut down or there was an interruption in the just-in-time inventory of critical medications? What if the power grid goes down and you need an antibiotic? What are you going to do? Hello, I'm Brandon House. Well, that concerned me and my wife for several years. And thankfully, last year, my friends at the wellness company that include Dr. James Thorpe and Dr. Peter McCullough created the wellness company emergency medical kit. I have four of them. That's because I have family members that I want to make sure I could provide antibiotics to in case of an emergency. You know, something very uh, non-life-threatening like strep throat could well become life-threatening if not treated. And if you can't get your hands on prescription meds during a national crisis, well, that would not be a good thing. So I got four of these kits so my family members have these eight vital medications. If you go to twc.health forward slash Brannon, TWC stands for The Wellness Company, twc.health forward slash Brannon, it will list for you the eight medications in this emergency kit and what they treat. Now, this is a real prescription from a doctor. So when you order it, be sure to then go back into your email, check your email for the paperwork you're going to have to complete and fill out so that you can get your prescription and get your emergency medical kit with these eight vital prescription meds in the mail at your front door. Again, this is a great way for your family to be prepared for the unthinkable. And with every purchase of each emergency medical kit, the wellness company donates a percentage back to our organization to help fund our broadcast. So everybody's winning. twc.health forward slash Brannon. twc.health forward slash Brannon. Thank you. All right, 1-800-347-9829, 1-800-347-9829. My guest is David Pine of EMPTaskForce.us. He has now been promoted uh, to the position of Executive Vice President, EMPTaskForce.us. And, of course, his own uh, substack is dpyne, D-P-Y-N-E dot substack dot com. David, uh, before we go back to the phone lines, here's an article today, exclusive. Iran sends Russia hundreds of ballistic missiles, sources say. Uh, any any thoughts on this today? Yeah, this has been something that's been reported uh, quite some time ago uh, that Iran was, uh, you know, they've already provided uh, what uh, what are termed uh, kamikaze drones. Uh, those have been, been highly effective, uh, you know, quite cheap and effective in destroying um, uh, Ukrainian army, uh, armored vehicles. Uh, but now they're providing ballistic missiles as well. Uh, Iran has one of the largest uh, ballistic missile arsenals in the world, probably uh, only uh, Russia, China, and perhaps North Korea have a larger uh, arsenal, and and they, they've been selling these uh, these weapons. They've been selling them to Hezbollah. Hezbollah has uh, short-range ballistic missiles, uh, anti-ship ballistic missiles. The Houthis have them as well. I mean, the U.S. Uh, the U.S. ourselves, we don't even have uh, anti-ship ballistic missiles. So Iran is is selling uh, missiles and, and giving away missiles. Uh, 
to uh, to their proxies and allies that uh, the U.S. doesn't even have. So um, it's it's a uh, you know I I mean Iran we hear all the time that Russia is isolated, doesn't have the allies. In fact, if you look at a map, uh, I think that I've sent you before, um, Russia has a, a very strong alliance. And unlike the U.S., our allies are scattered across the globe. Uh, Russia's allies are all concentrated in one area. So they're, they're very secure. They have a lot of strategic depth. Uh, the alliance consists of Russia, China, India, Iran, Pakistan, uh, certainly, there are, are major fissures. Obviously, India and Pakistan are formal allies, but they're, in fact, uh, de facto enemies, as is the case with China and India. But certainly, uh, Russia, China, North Korea, and uh, Iran are complete allies and would fight, likely fight together uh, in a global war with the U.S. in the event the U.S. Uh, defends Taiwan militarily or uh, uh, intervenes uh, directly in, uh, in the war in Ukraine. Let's go to line four. Jim in uh, Missouri. Jim, thanks for calling in today, Jim. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, I just had a question. A couple of years ago, I was actually watching a documentary where they were discussing things like solar flares and, and EMPs and things like this. And they were saying on this documentary that for a few million dollars, they could upgrade and protect our systems from things like solar flares. But the problem is they just won't spend the money to do it. And I was just wondering if that's actually true. David? Yeah. So uh, for as little as uh, $50 billion, we could harden the grid against uh, likely EMP, cyber attack, and super geomagnetic storms. So because... half of what we gave to Ukraine so far, right? Oh, it's, uh, yeah, more like a third or even a quarter. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, why is it that our uh, our leaders refuse to invest in the defense of the United States of America? We have, we have no strategic or homeland defense to speak of. We can't, we don't defend our borders against uh, an entire Chinese uh, group army equivalent uh, of uh, Chinese illegals that have crossed, crossed our borders and are invading America today. And yet we're focused on, uh, you know, uh, defending Ukraine for, uh, in this border dispute with Russia that really has absolutely nothing to do with U.S. national security. And I would argue uh, doesn't affect uh, NATO security either, except to the extent that we try to uh, continue fighting Russia and Ukraine, which uh, vastly magnifies uh, the uh, the threat uh, of uh, catastrophic Russian attack against the U.S. and its allies. Yeah. In other words, we're, we're as we said last night, we're we're. We have seen the enemy and is ourselves. We're exacerbating the situation. We're doing everything to escalate, not de-escalate, correct? That's exactly right. And it's it's something that the neoconservatives and uh, and, and the lemmings that follow them uh, don't seem to understand, that there's an absolute direct correlation between, uh, you know, the Russian and Chinese threat is, uh, is directly uh, uh, related to the extent to which we threaten them. The more we threaten them, the greater the chance they'll destroy us. The less we threaten them, the more we try to resolve our disputes diplomatically, uh, peacefully, uh, the, the, the more safe and secure the U.S. will be. Indeed. Let's go to line uh, one. Katie from Texas, line one. Thank you for calling in, Katie. Hey, I'm so glad you uh, spelled his name right, because when I Googled David uh, Pine, it said, unearthing a solar system in ancient alpine trees from over 14,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's P-Y-N-E. So there you go. There's, yes, there's that from a solar storm. Um, but question, are, are um, ATVs going to be affected? ATVs? Like, well, yes, like, you know, four-wheelers. Do you have one, or are you trying to convince someone you 
to let you buy one? Well, I, I don't. Well, my husband won't care if I buy one. He's all about preparing. <laughs> okay, good. So, what about it, David? Well, I think in the event of a super geomagnetic storm, I think ATVs are small enough that uh, they and and you know less uh, electronically uh, dependent that I think uh, those likely would work. In the event of a super EMP attack, uh, there's a good chance they might not work. Uh, so it really just depends on how how the U.S. is hit. But they could of... they could make a Faraday cage in his garage, or she could that she pulls yeah. it into. Correct. That's right. Yeah, you could make your own uh, Faraday cage, and obviously we don't have the time uh, to explain how to do that. But uh, it's uh, you can look it up on the internet. Yeah. Let's go. thank you, Katie. Uh, go buy one. Let's go to Debbie, line two. Hi, Debbie. Go ahead, Debbie. Yes, I just have a quick question. Uh, at the time this happened, the with the cell phones, the U.S. wasn't even facing the sun. Could it still be a solar flare that caused it? Yeah, so uh, a super uh, a super solar flare typically stays, uh, you know, continues to hit the Earth uh, during the better part of a day, and so that's why it's it's global, um, you know, because it, it, it can kind of wrap around the Earth a little bit. So um, it just depends on how you know how intense and uh, what, what the duration is. The shorter duration, the duration, the less it would affect the uh, the side on the opposite side of the sun. But uh, typically, uh, uh, you know, a G five geomagnetic storm could would be uh felt across the globe yeah all right let's go back to one more call let's see if we can squeeze this one caller in i went away from my call screen so i got to get back to it go colleen. real quick colleen line four hi. colleen hi uh, colleen anyway so uh the, uh, yes i do think it uh takes about a 24 hours for the solar solar flare to affect us second is a question is tube technology any less susceptible Tube technology, quick, David. Uh, vacuum tubes are much less susceptible. Uh, they likely would not be affected adversely for, uh, from either a super EMP attack or a super geomagnetic storm. And uh, that's why Russia is uh, is the, uh, the largest producer of vacuum tubes in the world. So that it's, uh, you know, go back to almost the pre-computer age. Wow. Um, smart guests, smart callers. David Pine, EMPTaskForce.us. Take care. This has been World. Have you checked out all the free programming lately at worldviewtube.com? Hello, I'm Brandon House. If you go right now to worldviewtube.com, you are going to find so many television shows ready for you on demand, like my nightly newscast, The Worldview Report, my daily radio show that's also a TV show now. That's available at worldviewtube.com. The 90-minute live show, Brandon House Live, that's available each and every day at worldviewtube.com. It cost us many, many thousands of dollars a month in streaming, bandwidth bill, and IT bills to make available these free programs. But we do it as a ministry and public service of WVW Broadcast Network. Now, one way we're able to do this is through the generous support of you through our WVW Foundation. Think of us as your conservative Christian worldview alternative to national public radio, national public television. Would you become a sponsor now so we can continue to push out free radio shows and TV shows at worldviewtube.com and worldviewradio.com? We're also looking for more regular monthly contributors. Would you consider signing up if you haven't already for a monthly contribution, $5, $10, whatever you can afford? 
It's greatly appreciated. WVWfoundation.com. You'll also find our mailing address there if you prefer to support us through the mail. And you'll find our phone number there if you'd like to make a contribution via the phone. Again, that's WVW, as in Worldview Weekend, WVWfoundation.com. And check out all the free ministry programming at worldviewtube.com. And don't forget our Sunday night church service that I've been teaching on Sunday nights since 2015. That's live 8 p.m. Central Time at worldviewtube.com each and every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, worldviewtube.com. Brought to you by wvwfoundation.com.